0: Don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Will Rogers. Welcome back to LFG. Life hacks on how to maximize every dollar with Ivan May and Jordan Mantel. Um, Good to be back. As always, um, we got a really good episode today. I think a lot of people, it'll relate to a lot of us and, you know, how we look at purchasing homes as a primary um, living space and basically being an owner-occupied home and kind of looking at looking at it as a long-term investment, even though you're not utilizing, it, you know, with tenants and things like that. But I think this will just be, a, it'll be a great episode for us to kind of dive deep into uh you know, our speaker and our guest, um, their story and their experience with um, purchasing their first home and just kind of just learning a little bit about it and having that knowledge of being young and trying to make things happen. So so looking forward to that. But Jordan, what's up, dude? What up, dude? I what feel like up? I haven't talked to your senior forever. Dude, I feel like it's been like a year or two years or something. It's crazy. Honestly,
1: it makes my heart warm to know that this podcast is still alive. It really does. I know all you guys have been wondering. I get it. Trust me, I've been wondering Where, too. Where would they go? Where did they go? <laughs> nah, happy to be back. Um, we're about to get back on doing two episodes every month. Uh, yeah. Be a little more mm-hmm. consistent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm super. I'm super excited to have our guest on today, uh, Robbie Sworchick. I actually known him since I was shoot seventeen or eighteen. I think seventeen. We worked yeah. at Famous Footwear together at Grossmont Center. Um, then we started playing flag football together. Became homies he recently became a homeowner in San Diego. So Robbie, we're excited to have you on, man. Thanks for joining us. Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, man. This will be good. So, so talk to us, uh, just kind of give us a brief synopsis about what your recent home purchase was like in San Diego. Um, kind of walk us through it, being a first-time homeowner, uh, maybe some different like, loan programs you went through, uh, the different contacts, who helped guide you through the process, uh, and just the overall feel of the process for someone that's looking to buy a home right now in this market yeah for sure so me and my wife actually had been looking
2: to get a house uh for quite a while now we actually started our house hunt for i think a year prior to us ready to buy Uh, we went and got the pre-qualifications just to kind of see what we could afford with our uh, salary and our down payment and um, the timing was just right last year um but we started out um, talking with a couple lenders um we got our prequal, and then we just started looking at houses uh we started right at the beginning of covid so that's when stuff was starting to move pretty quick uh the first house we actually saw um in person was actually the one we went with so we actually kind of got lucky on that one
1: wow that's cool yeah. wow so so you went you saw and visited one house and that was the one
2: yeah we w- actually visited two i told i told my wife i was like if we fall in love with the first house I want a comparative to see what it's like, uh, how we feel about another one. So yeah, the first one we fell in love with, and then we saw a second one. We're like, all right, yeah, that's, that's a real feeling. Let's go with the other one.
1: Bro. You really bought at the perfect time because think about it, Ivan, like how we've talked about COVID Mm -hmm. happened, the market crashed, right? Obviously rebounded, but then the housing market started popping off, right? Like middle, like middle of the summer. Even a little bit before the middle of the summer, and then for sure towards the end of last year, and then right now, I know people are getting 80K, 100K. Shoot, you were telling us a story about how someone got 300K over asking an offer. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, wow, you really bought the right time, bro. That's dope. Yeah, we That's did. Awesome. We actually were able to submit an offer under
2: asking price and get it accepted now that's just uh, unimaginable yeah yeah that's, that that, that, that,
1: that's what i was going to ask you so like how did the negotiation tactics go did you just simply submit one offer was there any back and forth was there multiple offers any competition or what was it pretty just easy and straightforward for you
2: yeah our realtor uh, he's been in the game for for a while now so we felt the most confidence with him i told him i was like i want to go at least 20 under just to See, this was our first house. We're just starting the process. And he's like, well, with the market starting to heat up, uh, I don't think they'd take you serious for anything under the five. So after some more consideration, we decided like, all right, we'll go five under. And he said that the other realtors said that uh, the selling realtors were expecting a full price offer by the end of the weekend. So we're like, okay, well, we're still not going to try and match them. We're just starting out. So we're going to go for it. Put five under, but the thing that made it work was he told us to write an introductory letter, just kind of about who we were, what our goals were with the house, um, any family plans. And honest to God, I think that's what did it because they accepted a five under, five K under. There's no other reason I can think of other than the letter.
1: Wow. Wow, That's a, that's a, that's a dope point. I would think that that, I would think about doing that with like an investment property, but not even a primary. That's smart. Yeah, uh, he has other
2: things to consider with that. Like, uh, if it was somebody that was just trying to that didn't live there, they probably wouldn't find the sentiment more important. But if it was like a family house, then they would.
1: So, yeah, luckily, it was. That's wild, bro. What do we always talk about on the show, Ivan? Right? Like the key of everything. Like in a weird way, the key of building your net worth, or one of the keys, is literally just building relationships. Like mm-hmm. it comes to being that simple with anything right Mm -hmm. yeah. like that right there you literally saved yourself 5k by spending how long do you take to spend to write that letter 30 minutes
2: yeah something
1: like that that my wife made it a little more aesthetically pleasing but yeah (laughs) I always 5k hey 5k (laughs) in 30 minutes i'll take it baby
0: Yep. yeah i'll take it no that's i think it's yeah it's basically just being genuine like it sounds like you because the thing is you don't even know they might have actually received a full offer and they Mm might have just taken the 5k under because you took the time to put in like how you felt and how like buying this home would be like a big change for you, your wife, and your future <laughs> family. I think that's like the coolest part about it. That's actually oh, really yeah. cool. I like yeah. that. Everybody listening should know to that. that. I'm gonna yeah. take a note of that. I'm gonna take a note yeah, of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, right.
1: Did you, so as a first time home buyer, I know there's some different programs out there. Can you give our listeners any sort of specific insight into how you guys went about financing it? Um, did you use a first-time home buyer program? Did you put 5%, 10%, 20%? Like, what what did you feel like was the best way to go about it? Because um, I know the system kind of benefits primary homeowners their first time around.
2: Oh, yeah. There were a bunch of different programs we yes, looked sir. at. The one that um, I wanted to take advantage of, which, unfortunately, there wasn't enough inventory for this, was a uh, first-time homeowner-friendly neighbor um, program. So that's pretty much... If you're a teacher or a uh, peace officer, something that works with the community, this is going to be your first and primary uh, location. You for uh, I believe it's ten years. If it's after you pay the first five years off of your mortgage, half of it's forgiven. Wow. Like, dude, yeah, I'm, that's. I'm,
1: I'm, I wonder if that works for me. Yeah, wow. no, dude, dude. yeah you got to look into that, dude. That's dope. Yeah,
2: it, it's nuts. So we looked for that, but the crazy thing is, is it's more for. Uh, revitalizing the uh, neighborhood that have high uh, foreclosure rates. God. So unfortunately there wasn't a lot of inventory out there. So what we did take advantage of was uh, the teacher discount, which was I believe a half a percentage off their uh, lowest qualifying. So we got interest, for the interest rate. Yeah. The interest rate. Oh, the interest rate. Wow. Okay. So they, so, I mean, it, it still benefited us yeah. not as much as that one, but at the time it was nice. So I think our, our, interest rate came down to about uh three and a half percent
1: oh good yeah so really good. yeah yeah that's great yeah because i know you don't i mean typically i mean what would you say most time as first-time home buyers i feel like most people put maybe three or five percent down
0: like within the yeah, yeah. J program probably well i remember because because cool. robbie even during your um your experience did your realtor ever say like, Oh, are you guys doing like 5% or like, they would ask you at times, right?
2: Or no, did they actually, make- no, they just need to you? have the uh, pre-approval yeah. letter to know that they can submit an yes. offer on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we ended up actually, I think putting under 10% down. Yeah. Um, the type of loan we went with was, a was a 10, one, um, arm basically yeah. when you look at the interest rates, they were saying that, uh, most people don't live in their first home that they buy for more than 10 years. So, might as well save on some interest during the time and we could always refinance. And with the rates going even lower, it worked out in our favor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause did you
2: guys, did you guys re-buy? Uh, We are actually about to. Reason that we're going to is the value on our house now since we bought is up 113K. Bro. Yeah. Use some That's of that. Wild.
1: Yeah. yeah. You got to use some of that. So That's we're going to wow. do a, so you're going to, so you're going to, are you going to cash out refi or like you're going to take some cash out in equity or just going to refi the interest rate?
2: We're going to get the house reappraised so that we can kind of get the mortgage rate and interest rate even lower and mm-hmm. take off the mortgage insurance. Cause if you don't put 20% down, you have to pay like a mortgage insurance fee, which does nothing
0: for anybody. Yeah, good exactly. old PMI. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Good old PMI.
0: That's smart. That's really smart, man. That's yeah. uh. Yeah. We're uh yeah, but to answer your question Jordan cuz you did ask. Yeah, some people put down a lot of people nowadays put down less than 10%. It's um especially as first-time home buyers cuz I mean really they even they even say you want to have liquidity, right? I know that you know everybody thinks that putting 20% down is like the best way to go, but at the same time, I'd rather just stay a little bit more liquid um and you can do things with that liquidity. So that that's, is that, yeah, that's that's a, a, that's good, a good point.
1: That's a good point you bring up because it's like we're well, we're so big on investing in the stock market on this show, right? Specifically yeah. index funds, right? Yeah. So I know myself right now, at least for how I feel, and Robbie, you obviously bought at a good time, but I feel like there is zero chance in hell I'm buying anything in San Diego right now because everything is so insanely overvalued, right? Yeah. And then for me, it's like, okay, I feel like if I put my money in an index fund. Over time, it's going to get me a greater return as opposed to owning a house right now. So for you guys, why did you decide that buying something was the way to go as opposed to renting? like what kind of math did you guys use and method- methodology did you use to to maybe make that calculation, and how did you come up to be like, hey, we're like technically losing money renting right now. let's go buy a spot because I think that's something that like not only people in general sometimes struggle with but I don't. I kind of feel like people in our generation, it's it's a little bit more of a a dilemma as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, do I rent? Like, do I rent the kind of trendy place in Little Italy, or do I go buy the spot in North Park? Or you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yes. if you could give some insight onto that, that that'd be fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a
1: couple of different factors played. Um, one was
2: we both saw as renting is just throwing your money away like if we had a mortgage is obviously going into our mortgage we always looked at that as put more value in there so any like uh upgrades made to the house gonna increase the value so if we ever needed to sell like we increase the value like we're investing we saw that as more of an investment than our rent yeah. um secondly like we were living in not so nice of a neighborhood and so it
1: was more of like a, a upgrade as well so yeah. that was another big factor. Okay, I love it. So that's a really good point, honestly, because when you think about it, to me, it's like my mindset, I, I feel like I have such a narrow mindset with that. It's like, I'm like, dang, I got to make renovations in my house. That's money out of my pocket.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when in reality,
1: it's like, okay, well, at the end of the day, I'm adding to this piece of, I, I'm. it's almost like adding money to your index fund, right? Like every month, like making a quality renovation is the same thing as almost adding money to your index fund. Because at the end of the day, your house is your asset. If mm-hmm. you decide to, like, get wood floors or you want to, like, completely revamp the cabinets or the kitchen tile or, you know, the counters, that's just, like, pouring money into it. So oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a good way to think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it. yeah I love that. I love that a lot. That's, good. that's cool. <coughs> um, well, go for I'll, I'll, I'll throw something out there. So, Robbie, I know you're talking about how renting you just you really felt like you're just throwing money away and i love how you talk about how well if i'm living in a home you know if i put money into it i'm just going to increase the equity increase the value it'll appreciate over time do you think for some of those people that do rent when they're like oh you know what i think i'm just going to rent because this is my rent and i don't have to worry about all the crazy maintenance and everything that comes along with the with ownership? when once you just Kind of think to them like, well, at the end of the day, you're paying for all of that, anyways, right? You're paying for the maintenance as if as when you're a renter, you're paying for the maintenance. You're paying for the property taxes. You're basically paying for all that, anyways, right? So, mm-hmm. is that kind of like one of your thought processes as well when it comes to owning a home and having that pride of ownership? Kind of yeah. like, where, oh, uh, yeah, oh, definitely,
2: yeah. But with the paying for the maintenance, like everyone's always had their horror stories about the was it the. Manager, not pay, being able to fix everything, you know. So yeah. or the, sorry, the landlord. Like they just say, like you, you hear stories, like oh, leaky roof. Man, landlord hasn't got out here for two weeks. Stuff been mm-hmm. leaking. Our TV's all covered up. It's like, why? Why <laughs> even deal with that, man? You
0: handle yeah. that stuff yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear, you. I hear you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, that's a really good point.
1: point. There's yeah. so many pros and cons to both, honestly. I think mm-hmm. now. You just, man, you just got in at the perfect time. Cause I wonder, Mm -hmm. like, do you think if you guys started looking now, do you think you would buy Robbie? Oh man. If we did, it'd be nuts.
2: Like they're saying that the way the market's trending right now, that for anyone to actually own a standalone home, they would need to buy like a condo first. And those things are even getting (laughs) overvalued. Like the condos that we were renting, isn't it? They're the, I think a 1100 square feet townhouse. They're selling for about 450 in a not so nice neighborhood. Yeah, that's just beyond me like I can't even see that
1: no it's (laughs) for their chance (laughs) (laughs) and you slap on the HOA fee yeah HOA which gets you nothing which gets you nothing
0: so Robbie a couple board
1: board meetings every month so so
0: I got got another one so when it came to buying a home and when you're discussing this with your wife because that's a big thing too is that there's a lot of us millennials that are married now are in serious relationships and yeah, and we want to buy a home or mm-hmm. we're in the process of buying a home. What were those things that were like, just like stuck in your criteria of this is what I want? Like, did you, were you flexible or were you looking at certain things to be a fit for like, this is a long-term like property for me. I want to live here for a while with my family here. Like, are there certain things that you were looking at? The biggest thing was location.
2: My wife wanted more down south. I wanted something more central, but we found this area. Actually, we moved to, or we bought in Rancho San Diego. And to be honest, this was the last place on my our list. Like this wasn't even where we're looking. I wanted Tierra Santa or Santee, which later came <laughs> off my uh, radar. And she wanted Chula Vista East <laughs> Lake. And I was like, yeah, I wanted something that was a little closer to where I worked up in Del Mar. But um, after just striking out a couple of times, looking at houses and everything just disappearing, I said, well, let's let's look at Rancho San Diego. I went to high school out here. I kind of know the vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, um, as far as a investment in property, I was like, we we buy here, we build up some equity and we're doing the 10 arm. So yeah. if we do need to refinance or sell, we, we can. Like, I mean, shoot, the value is already so high right now. So if we didn't end up selling we'd already make a profit. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. good.
1: Yeah. That's dope. I was going to ask you, so like, what is your guys' plan with the property? Like you plan on living it for five years. Do you want to do like, like a live and flip to where you like constantly add upgrades and then just sell it and take equity out or what, what is your guys' overall plan with the property?
2: Well, the plan was to start a family and we did, we got our first son on Easter. On yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Congrats, man. Congrats. Little junior. So, uh, <laughs> So we've already started that, but also um, just to be able to sell it and get a bigger property or better one, because right now okay. we have a about a sixteen hundred square foot two story place, yeah. and with just us two, like it felt super spacious. But now, like we have a, a newborn, and it's already starting to feel a little bit smaller. So um, building up the equity a little bit, and then uh, onto another property, like sell it. I if love it. Everything goes well, and it keeps trending upwards. Save it and use it as a rental. But uh, right now, sell it for a uh, bigger property is our plan right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the that's the trade up strategy. I think as bigger pockets like to use it. I yeah, or buy up. Yeah, but, yeah. The trade up strategy. Well, that's smart though because honestly, if you think about it, it's like what like when you look at home prices twenty years ago compared to what they are now, and then you think about what they are now versus what they'll be in twenty years. Essentially, you're kind of building like a low retirement fund with that house if you just hold on to it. Right. True. Yep. The issue, the issue where people get, where, where people get stuck is, you know, if there's some sort of correction or they freak out or this or that, oh my God, we're down in the water, we need to sell. Um, but other than that, like if you just buy that thing, you know, you have such a nice property. Is it, is it a relatively newer house too? Uh, I believe it was the nineties. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not yeah, too old. You'll be good. Yeah. You'll have a ton of equity of that in 20 years. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. Thank
0: you. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um,
1: Ivan, anything else before we wrap up lightning round? Yeah, no,
0: I um I just wanted to say, Robbie, I'm here for you and your family, man. That's awesome. Um appreciate it's it. It's really I just I think it's cool just seeing how you know people that are our age, they think of ways to basically propel themselves into a better um financial situation. And it's funny because I know that a lot of you know, some people say, you know, buying a single-family home is just not the thing to do anymore. Um, but at the end of the day, they don't build any more land, you know. So, real estate at the end of the day still is scarce, you know. It's yeah. um, and it's being more and more scarce with population growth and things like that. So it's just it's cool to see you and your family just killing it, and you having the ideas that you have moving forward. It's, I'm I'm really happy for you. But yeah, thanks, thanks man. Super sick. Super sick. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, we're going to ask you a few questions. Uh, we like to call us our personal finance lightning round. So, all right. first question, biggest money mistake in your professional career?
2: Definitely spending money on shoes. I spent way too much money on shoes growing up.
1: <laughs> Only could have another duplex by now.
2: I uh, know, for real, man. <laughs> but hey, real talk though, I remember when we worked at Famous Footwear, me and Jordan, all this time. This kid was always on his money, always like, "Oh yeah, you don't need more shoes." I was like, "Man, they—they <laughs> they, they, the new LeBrons." It's like, "Bro, you don't need no more shoes."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I would have
1: listened to his his ass. Um, <laughs> oh, <the other laughs> LeBron oh, be, though, because you'd be balling at the arc and stuff. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. That's hilarious. Okay, yeah, That's too great. Much <laughs> shoes, too much Um Too shoes. shoes. Okay, <clears> second <throat> question is. For somebody that's starting out that wants to be a primary homeowner or is buying their first home, what are some resources they can use to get started? Uh, maybe give somebody some advice about, you know, taking the first step, really taking action and getting things going. Yeah, the best thing that we ever did was tried to get
2: pre-qualified early, like to do a rough one. Um, talk to any bank. Uh, we went with uh, North Island first Got just it. to see what we could qualify for with what we have. They can run some numbers, but if you tell them you don't want like a hard one, they won't run a credit check. So they can give you like what they can approve you for. Nice. So just knowing I guess your buying power and then you can start looking um on Redfin, seeing what mm-hmm. houses you can afford, what areas. Um that was the biggest step for us.
1: Okay. All right. Awesome. And also like shop around rates, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Last question uh if me and ivan then loaned you ten thousand dollars right now what are you doing with it shoot ten thousand ten for the kid bro <laughs> he said he said shoes for the kid no shoes i said index
2: fund for the kid bro get out of here uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there it love is watch love it this. grow watch it grow. Uh-huh. that's cool Yo, there's a
1: I, there's a lot of stuff you can do for your kids like once you know ivan you can start a Roth for your kid when they're seven and then you can I- make them an employee bro you can make them an employee
0: I actually did I I've just heard about that cheat code actually yeah I promise that's you we're doing terrible. that we're doing that for yeah sure. um actually I mean thinking about that like Robbie what's your what's your thought process on this cuz this is a big thing that's <laughs> up. what do you think about starting credit for your child oh. by having them on your like on one of your credit accounts like what's your thought process on that I know this is kind of a Oh lot I think off. it's clutch
2: so uh, yeah. growing up um I we didn't talk much about money or managing your money too much. My parents were good with their money, but they didn't really include us in the conversation. It, it didn't occur to me until actually I went with Jordan. Uh, we ended up driving up to Anaheim for a SDSU UCLA basketball game. Oh, man, and, I that. That was good. Yeah, and he was telling <laughs> me how his dad got a credit card for him so he could start building credit. And I didn't think anything of it. I didn't know anything about uh, it then.
0: Yeah. It didn't
2: occur to me until I took a, a finance seminar. And they said that, uh, yeah, your oldest credit card is when you start establishing that history. So I already started talking with my wife. I said, look, when we can, we're gonna get him to be an authorized user on one of these accounts. Yeah. Um, so that we just start building the credit. Cause if it, I started my credit history in college, that's when I got my first credit card. Mm-hmm. Luckily, like what, I don't even know how long ago it's been, but I, I have a hey, little bit of history. So now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if it wasn't for that, I mean, I could have yeah. been more set like Jordan. Like, he has a history since he was in high school. I mean, that's yeah. like, what, almost 15 years at least for
1: you? Um, yeah, I think my – honestly, my dad was real good with that stuff. He he added me, I think, on his, like, Barclay card when I was, like, yeah. fifteen, I think, or something. Wow. Like a, like a, I think the cards had like, a 30K lemon on it, so – Oh, my like a a, nine hundred score. Stick here like thousand dollar card. Yeah, that really is the way. Uh, what do you say, Ivan?
0: <laughs> I said you got an eight fifty or nine hundred on the <laughs> score. Nah,
1: honestly, bro, I can't <laughs> crack the eight hundred mark for whatever reason. Yeah. I just hover in the seven eighties or seven nineties. I can't. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think because maybe I don't have like a well. Because you have you cracked eight hundred yet, Ivan, or no?
0: No, to be honest, because once you buy some, like, you, a guys. house or once you get a mortgage, you kind of come back a little bit. Robbie, that probably happened to you too a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, not, not too yeah. much. Like not much, but yeah, we're like seven eighties. Like, yeah, I'm like seven
1: sixties, so yeah, I can't crack eight hundred, bro. I don't know. We'll get Maybe there. Buy
2: and buy property and then see if you get there. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That, <laughs> that, that, that might get <laughs> Maybe you. Maybe I
1: should. I'll just go buy a car and get a car loan just so I can get over eight hundred.
0: There you to, go. That probably can do it for you too. No, don't <laughs> buy a car. Drew. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> get car bad, don't really it. Drive that thing into the ground, bro.
1: Bro, I'm honestly i'm driving nothing to the ground i got my smog today she's looking nice (laughs) the same car that you had back in the day the burgundy one same car baby same car love it i love it dude i love it uh yeah that is what it is bye man we appreciate you coming on um i think a lot of people are gonna be able to take a lot of great information from this because Mm -hmm. it's kind of an awkward time it's like like you mentioned ivan like people are getting married like people are Mm -hmm. starting to do really really well in their professional life um, kind of that in between do so like, oh, we buy do we not buy not really sure so uh, hopefully this episode will give a lot of insight for people that are even thinking about buying remotely so we appreciate you having
0: on bro of course oh yeah, yeah. definitely thanks Robbie it's good yeah. seeing you too bro hey congrats on the newborn too happy for you guys it. just growing the family man love it Yeah. thanks well thank you all for listening this was a great episode I love talking about real estate and I think everybody um, when it comes to personal finance and investing. Loves to learn more about it and how they can get into it themselves. And at the end of the day, I think it's just one of those things where we just have to build our knowledge of real estate and what our long-term goals are and what we want to do when it comes to where we want our families to be and what we want to have long-term for ourselves when it comes to property or assets. And we just have to take it all in. And what, what better way to do it than buying your own home? And I I think that's great that Robbie was able to talk more on that, but as I always say, thanks. Thanks for tuning in and let's fucking grow. Hey, it's Ivan. And thank you for listening to the LFG podcast. We appreciate your support and please feel free to leave a rating and review. We look forward to hearing your feedback and how we can include more interesting personal finance topics. We want to get you more involved with topic suggestions. Feel free to DM us or leave a detailed review about what you would like to hear. Let's grow together.